Folks, you know what we haven't done in a long time? Get a pulse from the fan base. How are the Winnipeg Jets fans feeling about the season? What are their thoughts and concerns? And how are they voting for, you know, whether the Jets should trade some players, uh, the coaching staff ratings, and everything in between? We'll dive into some questions and answers from Winnipeg Jets fans just like you on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Jets fans, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures <clears throat> that you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, checking out the Jets, obviously, you know, this season has been pretty darn good. Uh, Winnipeg is doing um, pretty well. We're top three in the Central, uh, top two, I believe, right now. And the Jets are, have mostly been, I wouldn't say cruising recently, but uh, they're 8-2 in their last 10 games, which all told, you know what, it's not bad, right? Pretty good record, not too many losses, and quite a few victories, some of which were pretty convincing uh, against a couple of de- decent opponents, right? Uh, <clears throat> but obviously, Jets fans, you know, they've had mixed thoughts on how the team is doing. Some people are really happy with the team. Others are, are thinking the Jets <clears throat> maybe have some room for improvement. And obviously, I think we all know the truth probably lies somewhere in between, right? But let's let's start off with a couple of questions for Jets fans, right? First question I had was, rate Winnipeg season's performance so far. Uh, we did A through D or lower, so A, B, C, or D or lower, uh, as we don't have like a ton of uh, a ton of rating options here. And so I tried to condense stuff into a way that I thought would be uh, reasonable. And out of 96 responses, we have 51% saying A, 46% saying B, 1% saying C, and 2% saying D or lower. I'm going to guess those people are probably trolling. Uh, let's talk about what the Jets have accomplished this year. So, you know, despite missing Ehlers for most of the season, despite having a, a number of bottom six players participating in Winnipeg's top nine, despite constant injuries to the entire right wing side, and despite all of these changes to the team, some of which are, are very drastic, some of which uh, have required certain things like stripping the captaincy. Here, the Jets find themselves in second place in the Central Division and clearly one of the top teams in the West, right? That, I don't think, was ever on anyone's bingo card. I know that uh, <clears throat> the Jets obviously lost to Toronto the other night, but if you watched that game, you would have remembered that Winnipeg was generally better than the Leafs, right? And the, the Jets have a legitimate shot at owning some share of the title of Canada's best team. Now, at present, Toronto still wins, right? I don't think that's really the argument. But what I do think the Jets could accomplish is actually winning more playoff rounds. Uh, this team has gotten to a really good stage 
And given their season performance and the circumstances around it, I I think an A is agreeable. Has this team played like a consistently A-level game? No. I think that is just the reality of the situation. You know, you're, what, 45, almost 46 games into the season, and Winnipeg is going to have bumps and bruises. They're going to have games where they don't look like they know what they're doing, and we've seen that from time to time. I mean, generally, the Jets have been pretty good, but once in a while, you watch this team and you're like, hmm, yep, that is very much like the Paul Maurice Jets of the past few years. Uh, you, you can't just change your your skeletal structure, even if you change the dressing on the outside first. You know, it takes time to really adjust things. You're not going to suddenly develop entire new strategies and ways of playing that are going to take off in just a season. Some coaches have managed to pull that off, but usually that is uh, uh, a team that's already got a ton of talent and, and depth to work with, which is not where the Jets are right now. They have some really amazing players in a number of positions in the top, like the top end of the team. But, you know, you start rolling down the lineup and you realize, yeah, you know, the depth, it's not great. And that kind of, you know, brings me to the second question is, knowing all of that, how would you rate the coaching staff's, uh, staff's performance so far? Uh, this one, we had less votes, but we have around 35 or so. And 88% have given it an A, uh, B, we get 12%, and nobody voted C or D. So uh, obviously, I think I, I tend to lean towards like the A range. I think I'm more in like the A minus range, right? I think Bones probably has reason to be a Jack Adams finalist, maybe even my pick for the trophy. I think given where the Jets were and where they are now, the improvement is really hard to ignore. Uh, you know, the Bruins under under Montgomery have certainly been amazing, and there's a lot there that I think supports um, Montgomery getting a look for the Jack Adams. But in terms of taking an incompetent team, a dysfunctional team, and turning it into a legitimate playoff caliber squad and getting it back on track, making it look like a team that with a few trades might be really dangerous, I don't know if anyone has done more to improve this team than Winnipeg's coaching staff compared to a lot of the other teams that have had coaching changes recently. So yeah, I, I think an A is fair. Uh, B, you know, you could say like a B plus I think would be probably the lowest I would go. I think given all the circumstances, the Jets coaching staff generally has things reasonably figured out, but not everything has been perfect. And it just never will be. That's reality, but that's not what we're asking for. We're asking for a quality team that takes advantage uh, of the talent it has and tries to find ways to continue to get those victories. So uh, for me, I would agree with the A's. I, I have my lot, you know, I've cast my lot there. And we have a few more questions that I want to go into real quick this evening. Uh, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partner at Built Bar. Uh, obviously, a lot of you have probably heard me talk about Built Bars before. If you don't know what it is, it's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They come in fabulous flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, uh, a personal pick of mine, raspberry dark chocolate. Very simple, very classy, but delicious. And, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, well, if they taste so good, are they really that healthy for you? And the answer is yes. Most Bilt Bars clock in at around 130 calories, maybe 4 grams of net carbs, and around 17 grams of protein. So whether you're looking for something for breakfast, maybe something before you hit the gym, an afternoon snack, or a replacement for that guilty pleasure of the candy bar, Bilt Bars are there for you. And you can get them at Walmart and Sam's Club in 4 boxes or 13-pack uh, boxes. You can also get Bilt Bars at Bilt.com where you can customize your own variety box. So be sure to check them out. 
I promise you will not be disappointed. And uh, please enjoy a Bilt Bar on me. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Jets. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. I just polled some folks on Twitter the other day about how the Jets season is going. Get a pulse from the fan base, right? How are Winnipeg fans feeling? Uh, and so we asked a couple of questions about the coaching staff and this team's overall performance. Now I asked about how the front office is doing. And I, I said, very good, sufficient, insufficient, or very bad. Out of 35 votes, very good. We have around 11% of the vote. Sufficient, 69%. Nice. Uh, insufficient, 20%. No one said very bad, though. Uh, the worst it got was insufficient. I think for me, uh, personally, I, um, I'm leaning towards insufficient. I think this team desperately needed a talent injection in the offseason. We knew that kind of heading into the situation. But, <clears throat> uh, you know, now that the Jets are kind of in the mix of everything, they're in the mess. Uh, they're definitely trying to bank cap space, right? Everyone is off LTIR. They're not using it. So now you can accrue cap space ahead of the trade deadline. And if things hold as they are and the Jets keep accruing, supposedly they might accrue around $7.5 in cap space, which is really big for the trade deadline. It makes the Jets players with a lot of uh, top-end player uh, trades that maybe Winnipeg wouldn't normally have the cap space to fit. And then a lot of the other competitors um, don't really have that cap space either. So, you know, the Jets are in a really good position, and that's partly because the Jets have smart cap management. Where I, I think, for me, the Jets are insufficient is roster building, right? This team has a lot of gaps. It's very clear that the top six is a little bit stretched thin. Uh, the, the bottom six has kind of struggled to create in its absence. And the blue line, it's not great, right? So I think the front office hasn't done a horrible job, but in terms of really putting this Jets team in a better position to succeed, I feel that they haven't. The only thing that you could say is that they appointed Rick Bonus, and that wouldn't have even happened if uh, Paul Maurice had resigned. So, yeah, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag. Not terrible. Like I said, it's better than a lot of teams, you know, like Vancouver or Edmonton. You look at their management situations, complete disaster. Jets, they're on a decent path. I think they're on the up and up in some areas, but uh, there there's a lot to, to kind of deal with there. Now, I'll say one thing. If the Jets manage to figure out how to deal with Neil Pionk's contract, I think it might change uh, the assessment of how a lot of fans see the Jets' front office. And speaking of P uh, Pionk, I did ask fans, what should the Jets do with Neil Pionk? I had keep him, only trade if good offer, uh, trade for a forward, and trade no matter what. So, like, some of these are not entirely mutually exclusive, but I try to focus the answers uh, on certain, I guess, trading angles. Out of 35 responses, around 9% said keep him. 41% uh, said only trade if there's a good offer. Around 29% said trade for a forward. And 21% said trade no matter what. Now, I hate to say this, but I am in the latter category. Trade no matter what. Uh, at this point, the Jets could reasonably just get cap space back, and that'd probably be really valuable. I, I love Neil. I think that he's been a wonderful guy for this team, but we've watched him really struggle uh, over the past year or so, and he looks more and more like the Rangers player that he used to be, right? Uh, that that North Division season where he was schooling McDavid is kind of a thing of the past, and I think it's time for the Jets to acknowledge that, to try and deal with it, and probably seek a trade partner. I, I hate to say it, but I just think, you know, for what Pionk is bringing and what is being paid, 
it's 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 too much. And I think the Jets probably to some degree feel that as well. The problem is, you know, if you know that a, a player is bad, there's a good chance that a lot of other uh, folks out there who work in the industry know a player is bad. And so, you know, how do you sell Pionk to other teams other than just box scores? If he's not, you know, uh, factoring in, in, in primary points or something, what is he bringing to the team? And it's not like Pionk is the worst player out there. He's actually offensively very gifted, and we still see that from time to time. It's just the defensive game has gotten to the point where uh, I don't really know how you handle him without trying to dragging this blue line down a pretty bad hole. Speak. Apologies, folks, we just dropped out. We were just talking about uh, how the Jets should deal with Neil Pionk, and I was kind of elaborating, elaborating on my feelings about it. Um, and and kind of in a similar vein, I, I asked the question, what should the Jets do with Billy Heinle? This one had around 42 responses. 29% said keep him. Uh, 48% said only trade if a good offer. 10% said trade for a forward. And 14% said trade no matter what. I think uh, I tend to lean towards two options here. Trade for a forward is kind of one of them, right? If, if you're trading for like a Timo Meyer or um, a really high-end attacker, maybe like Kuzmenko or something, that's kind of where I would be more accepting of it. Otherwise, I would only trade Heinle if there's a good offer. I think his transition skill, um, his puck-moving ability, his age, uh, his potential, and, and certainly his ability to really captain and blue line or, or, or manage the back end with great blue line passing and, and certainly some really smart attacking play. I think it makes Heinle a really interesting candidate to eventually replace Pionk in this lineup. Now, that said, I, I think the Jets also have put it out there that you know Heinle doesn't really have as secure a place on this team and in the team's future as maybe you would hope. So if the Jets don't intend to play him, I would be leaning more towards cutting him loose and trying to get something for him that helps you get one step closer to uh, moving into a more competitive state with the current window that the Jets have. Uh, it's not ideal. I don't love it. I, I really am a big Heinle fan, but I think we all know that this team may or uh, may not be the best, you know, protocol for his career. So there, I'd be curious to know your votes or how you would choose for some of these questions like that. You know, would you trade Heinle? Are you wanting to keep him? Same for Pionk. What do you do with him? Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. In just a little bit, we have a few more questions wrapping us up for this evening, so stay tuned to get uh, the final thoughts on this fan feedback episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Jets. We're just finally closing out with the last couple of questions for the fan base. Uh, I, I asked some stuff that I think you'll be interested in, especially if you're tracking Winnipeg's progress this year. I asked, you know, do you think Winnipeg will make the playoffs. And with 35 votes, we have 86% uh, strongly saying yes, the Jets will. 11% leaning yes, 0% leaning no, and 3% saying strongly no. Again, probably someone trolling. Uh, I think strongly yes is the correct answer. I think Winnipeg has basically stamped its way to the playoffs. The only thing that would have to happen is like a massive collapse of unbelievable proportions in the second half of the season, which is not impossible, but with the Jets being the way they are, very unlikely. I think that's just not going to happen. I think the Jets have built enough of a cushion. I think they're too good to lose that many games, and I think they will comfortably slide into a playoff spot. Uh, maybe not the highest seed, but certainly a pretty decent one. Now, 
Springboarding off of that, do you think Winnipeg will win the Central? Uh, out of 41 votes, 5% said strongly yes, 49% said leaning yes, 46% said leaning no, and nobody said strongly no. So most people are split in the middle. I I think I'm leaning yes uh, in this case. I think Winnipeg has the ability to win the Central, especially with the right trade deadline acquisitions. Uh, this team, I think, could be a real menace here in a few weeks, but until that point, the Jets are still kind of in a bit of a state of, I would say, a holding pattern, I guess. Uh you know, Winnipeg is trying to assess what it has, what it needs, and how to get from, from point A to point B in as efficient a way as possible. I still think that this team definitely has a lot of work to do, but in terms of how I feel Winnipeg has been so far, I, I'm generally impressed. I think the Jets have built themselves a lot of a cushion, and it gives them a little more leeway to experiment and see what they can do to try and get just a bit more offense out of this team. And that leads me to the last question. You know, should the Winnipeg Jets make a trade before the deadline? Uh, 86% said strongly yes. Uh, 9% said leaning yes. 5% said leaning no. And nobody said strongly no. And this is out of like 45 votes. So most people are like me. We want the trades. We want it now. We want Winnipeg to improve rapidly and to get, you know, stronger and better faster. Reality is it's not happening until the TDL for the most part, unless they go after like a Horvat or something, which for me, I, I don't love that as much. Uh, Timo Meyer is definitely the guy that I'm after. Maybe Connor Garland in a fringe case. Brock Besser if the Jets are feeling risky and frisky. But otherwise, I think the Jets, uh, they're not really going to be too into stuff ahead of the deadline because they want that cap space. They need to accrue it, and so they'll keep waiting for that. But otherwise, you know, I think this team is in a really good spot to make some noise. They just need to take that extra step and go a little bit further to uh, think about how to build the roster and really get this last two competitive year window uh, to a, a Stanley Cup. That's it. That's the only objective now that lies ahead for this team. And all I can say is I really hope that they finally make it. Let me know what you think the Jets should do and where you think that they'll finish. Do you think the Jets should trade before the trade deadline, risking some cap space and not necessarily being able to acquire as much? Or do they run the, the gauntlet? Hope that not too many teams have uh, a lot of extra cap space and that they don't get outbid in a few months. Drop your feelings and thoughts on that in the comments below and let me know. Perhaps I'll talk about it on a future episode, but for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. As always, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. But for now, that is going to be it for tonight. Thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.